Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Hugel, the show host, and I am so pleased to have you all come today and listen to this great show. We have a wonderful uh, group that's very impressive what they do. Uh, we have with us today Jill Hall, and she's the director of programs for the group called Seacoast Eat Local. And Jill, we are so glad that you're here with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We're pleased to be here. Well, thank you. My honor. Uh, can you give us an idea, you know, uh, what your group, uh, where it is, how you got started, and then how, what, what is your mission? You know, how is it that you're, you're uh, serving other people? Sure. So we're located, as our name suggests, uh, in the southern seacoast region of New Hampshire. Uh, we operate in about three counties right now in southern New Hampshire and also in very southern coastal Maine um, that are all connected by kind of a common food system. Uh, and our mission is to strengthen local communities through greater access to local foods in a way that benefits both producers and consumers. Wonderful. And how far back did, were you all started? We are celebrating our 10th anniversary this year. Oh, congratulations. So are you Thank thinking you. about doing Very something? or? Un- yeah, I would say. So you're thinking about doing anything special to, uh, uh, you know, state that, hey, you were 10 years old, so now this is the next level of celebration that we're doing, or what do you got planned? Well, so we are. We're considering a number of different things. There are a few other partner organizations in this region that started up at the same time as we did, and so we're considering some uh, collaborative celebration for all of our milestone years. Uh, mm-hmm. We also are so excited about the changes that this 10th year has brought to our organization. In some ways, we feel like that's celebration enough. Um, we hired staff, including myself, for the first time this year ever How in our organization's history. How and, about it? Um, I know. It's great news. And um, just that added capacity has meant a lot of growth and change and exciting developments for us and um, we feel like there's no better way to celebrate 10 years. And how is it that you feel, because the trend across America is to eat more local, how is it that you feel uh, that you are reaching to the people to make sure that they understand that this is important uh, for us to eat more local uh, foods uh, because of health and also because of the issues of uh, pollutants and you know uh, other chemicals, uh, that kind of thing. How is it that you can reach your people to make them understand this is so important to stay local? Sure. Well, I mean, this is really the heart of who we are and how we started. And there are a number of different things that we do from a programming perspective that try and um, you know get at this educational awareness. We we started as an organization and still publish an annual local foods directory for the whole Seacoast region. We list mm-hmm. our goal is always to list 200 farms operating in this area every year. It's free mm-hmm. for farmers and free for residents of the Seacoast, so that we can um, kind of spread the word about who's out there and how to get in touch with them. And so that's um, probably you know the, the largest thing that we do to really spread the word out there. But we're all over social media, we have, um, you know, a huge e-newsletter, and we're always doing education and promotion um, with restaurants, with farms, at our different events and farmers markets. So, you know, we're always um, putting the word out there, and we're trying to 
be mindful that there are so many different ways and lenses to look at eating locally. It's um, it's about health, it's about local economies, it's about local jobs and supporting local farmers, it's about the environment and land sustainability, it's about getting the most nutritious food um, to you and your families from people that you know and trust, and there are just so many reasons um, to eat locally and shop locally in terms of the food that we're bringing into our homes, and we just talk about it any way we can. <laughs> now, I know that like in Arkansas, when they did a food directory, um, those folks ran into the situation where uh, some farmers said, well, you know, I'm already with the USDA, and I'm already with this kind of list or whatever. But then they found out that when they went with this food directory idea, then they found out that their businesses expanded because more people read about them. Is that something that you found, too, that the farmers were kind of, well, and then all of a sudden they're really on board? I mean, is that what you all did, too, in your state? You know, I think um, this is a small region, and everybody knows everybody. And I think, you know, early in our history, there was just this idea of collective effort, that we're all stronger together than we are individually. And I think one of the things that we're proudest of as an organization is that we can look at everyone's story and see growth and change. Um, And it really touches us when a farmer tells us that, you know, we were able to expand economic opportunity for them so that now they operate year-round or they were able to add a greenhouse or hire full-time staff or, you know, whatever it may be, um, Mm -hmm. that same way that we've been growing and developing and changing, so have the farmers and restaurants and other businesses who work with us, and that's something that we're proud of. Isn't that exciting? I think that's wonderful. That's probably what they needed is someone to coordinate all that for them because, as you know, farmers don't have a lot of time in the course of a day. (laughs) And then this gives them an opportunity. They are. They are. I know a lot of farmers. Uh, They uh, also had the opportunity, from what I understand, uh, because I help out with a group called Garden Tower Project. Uh, You can look them up on the Internet, and the people on the, the radio program are familiar with them. Uh, they're even finding that more farmers, uh, to save space and time and water, uh, they are growing inside uh, vertical gardens, and it's getting them a a great yield uh, for less space. Do you find that the farmers, because of the collaboration with you all and whatever, it gives them a more creative stance about farming than what they've had or the opportunities that they've had in the past? You know, I think we're so lucky here to have such a vibrant farming community and a real spirit of um, collaboration and cooperation and friendship. You know, I know that everybody's kind of swapping stories and swapping tips at our farmers markets, and we're also very lucky here to have the benefit um, of, of two major state universities, the University of New Hampshire and the University of Maine, um, who are Great. doing research, you know, exactly on these things. So there are lots of opportunities for um you know, for talking and sharing and for education and for research. Mm-hmm. That's what's needed, a lot of that. A lot of research is needed. I push that in the area where I'm from, the Midwest, and uh, we have Purdue University, you know, in in our state. And uh, research is so important, not only how to get better yields, uh, but also uh, the kinds of seeds that they can have. Of course, a lot of people don't like bioscience. I do. Um 
What is it that you uh, can see as a new trend that's coming uh, with your collaborations? What is it that you see that is a pocket that uh, people are saying, hey, you know, we've not done this in the past, but now we have the opportunity since we have the support with groups like you all to help them. What is it you find that they're uh, at least expanding their wings a little bit better than what they would have in the past? You know, I think um, something in this region where we're a little bit colder than you are down in Arkansas um, and the Midwest sometimes, but uh, something that farmers here really work towards expanding on is being able to grow more produce through longer periods of the year. So adding hoop houses or greenhouses or, you know, finding other ways to be able to expand their growing season because, um, you know, the marketplace is there for them all year round and and they want to be able to take advantage of that and with um you know with increased sales and increased education increased networking and collaboration they're able to make those steps over time do you see the hydroponics and aquaponics working over there we do you know um there's you know the university of new hampshire has been doing a lot of studies on growing tomatoes um you know year round in greenhouses through vertical and hydroponic settings and um you know, there are certainly some local farms that have been picking up on that. And um, it, cer- it certainly is, um, it's, a, it's a trendy topic in farming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vertical gardening, uh, they are finding it uh, across the world, as a matter of fact, because these guys uh, sell product, uh, they've sold to all provinces there in uh, Canada and Australia. They just got a, a sale there. Uh, they're finding that more people can uh, save on the uh, space. The water is what's important. They're saving uh, money, time, you know, the whole thing by doing vertical gardening. Uh, as far as uh, what you see, the trends, do you see more exporting that people now can be able to collaborate together? I, knew, I know they do this in New York, uh, New York City. Uh, there's a group that's able to help the uh, different farmers and urban farms, community gardeners, uh, uh, the food hubs, uh, to be able to be a food hub and be able to export more of the product to folks. Do you do any of that or collaborate anything of that sort to help the farmers uh, sell out of the nation, or is it basically that you're wanting to keep all that food inside, you know, in the nation? Yeah, I would say that our focus is really on building our local food economy and local food communities um, rather than on an export business. But something that we do see quite a lot of is that we're able to increase farmers' opportunities to be able to sell wholesale to um, restaurants and institutions, which can can make a huge difference for a farm, you know, that kind of account and uh, very regular income throughout the year is uh, a big responsibility for farmers, but also just, you know, a huge economic boon. And another piece of growth that we're seeing is the different opportunities that we've had as an organization to support SNAP, EDP, acceptance services. Good. Um, you know, that's that's a market base for local farmers that, you know, previously they didn't really have any access to because they weren't able to accept SNAP, EBT cards or they weren't able to provide the incentives that, um, you know, help those individuals stretch their dollars at market. So I think we're really focused on uh, growth internally within our community because we still see so much opportunity for that. Oh, how wonderful. And I love SNAP. I think it's a wonderful idea. And um, what Indianapolis has found out, uh, there have been, uh, well, Indianapolis and also Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, they did community gardens and they wanted to expand their programs and uh, because they didn't have uh, large enough community gardens, they had to go to the farmers 
and buy produce uh, just to have enough to go to the food deserts and be able to sell. Now, one group sells and the other group donates, okay? So they uh, have a program uh, that they have donations enough to, you know, do that. And they go to these food deserts and uh, be able to have enough produce. Otherwise, they wouldn't have enough. And they said, we're growing by leaps and bounds because their community gardens aren't large enough. So that might be an area, too, uh, that your folks can expand upon. Uh, and it's basically just reaching those food deserts and making sure that people in low-income areas like retirement homes and, and um, uh, other locations, and they're not all retirement homes, uh, co-op housing, uh, that they can get food or produce to them. And they're finding out these people are just clamoring to this. They just want that good local food-grown you know, feeling and look, and, and they're getting recipes with this, what to do with the food, so that at least then they're getting classes on that. And then uh, what one group is getting is that they're tying in uh, uh, flu shots. They got a donation for X amount of dollars to give people flu shots at these different locations. So there's different kinds of programs that can be done. What is it that is a favorite program that you've done with these people that uh, you are real excited about when you uh, work with these folks? Sure. Well, you know, I think um, one of the primary beliefs of our organization is that all people, no matter their income level, deserve the same access to great healthy, locally produced foods, and that's just, mm. um, you know, that's just something that's so important to us and also so important to our farming community, and they've just been incredibly generous with their time, with their expertise, with their product, and being able to develop some of these programs. But I think something that, you know, that we are just so proud of uh, are the two incentive programs that we're running right now. One is a federally funded program uh, through the USDA, which um, does we call it Market Match, so you know, the SNAP customer is able to uh, spend a certain amount of money off their EBT card, and we match them dollar for dollar for coupons that are good for fruits and vegetables at the market. Um, Mm -hmm. And then our other program is a privately funded program right now, which has been um, just extraordinarily popular and helpful for our SNAP community. It's called Close the Gap. Uh, We find that many of our SNAP families at the end of the month they're just playing out of SNAP dollars. Um, you know, it, it yeah. costs a lot to family today. And, uh, you know, that, that last week or so of the month, there's often just nothing left. And so SNAP customers who come to a market during the last week of the month get $20 in market tokens just for coming. I call it their door prize that they're able to use uh, to get locally produced nutritious produce for their family. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And those people yeah. from what I from my here all across the nation uh versus canned goods and getting something to eat local, something that's fresh for veggies and fruits, those go faster, far faster than any kind of canned goods. Are you sure you know nobody doesn't love a fresh peach or a fresh apple or a fresh blueberry or strawberry um you know that's something that we all love. Oh, yeah. I think it's wonderful. I'm just so – I make sure that people know about SNAP. SNAP, SNAP. Add that to your farmer's markets because it's so important to have that fresh uh, veggies, fruits, lettuce, the whole thing, the corn. I mean, I was so glad when Walmart decided to go ahead and make sure that people could buy plants, you know, in their uh, garden area, and they could use their SNAP. Uh, uh, to do that, I think that w- that opened up the world for a lot of people. Just loved it. <laughs> oh, 
Well, I appreciate it. We've been talking to a great group uh, that does a lot of impact in that part of the uh, nation, and this is the Seacoast Eat Local. We've been talking with Jill Hall, who is the Director of Programs. And, Jill, I appreciate your time today. It's been my honor and pleasure. I have a relative that just bought a house there in Maine. I believe that's where they're going to retire. You'd think they'd go down to Florida, but no, they're going up where the snow is. <laughs> but they live, We're happy they to live have in them. New Huh? We're happy to Do have I- them. Oh, yeah. Well, they live in New Jersey, but they go back and forth with New York City and New Jersey and do their careers. But, uh, yeah, they just bought a house there in Maine, and I thought, wait a minute, something they're going up there where all the snow is. But (laughs) but that's all right. (laughs) But uh, enjoy uh, the rest of the season coming up. Uh, I know that for us, you know, April is when we start seeing a little bit, we hope, uh, opportunity to plant our plants outside. But, uh, Enjoy the spring of 2016, and thank you for all you do for all your people there to make sure they get fresh veggies and fruits. It's very important, as you know, and uh, you're in a great situation there. People are being responsive, and I appreciate your time today. My honor and pleasure. And, folks, you have been listening to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Huckel. Have a great Community Garden Day. Well, thank you, Miss Jill. I'll send you the you. A copy of it to you. Yeah, as soon as it's a process, I'll be more happy to send it to you. And then I appreciate it, and good luck. And then in March, when we get the information for the magazine, we'll send it to you, too. Okay, great. Thank they, you they, so much. Thank you, ma'am. Stay warm in your snow. I think you guys are getting snow coming. <laughs> we are. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Miss Jill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.